Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks this morning. With me, as always, is my co-host, my friend, Stephanie Wesco. So, Stephanie, what's going on today? Well, Doug, other than, um, you know, looking in the Zoom thing and wishing I did not have to look at me. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to take a picture and share your Zoom picture, that's for sure. Good, good. Yeah, I, I didn't wake up with the greatest physical feelings, but that's okay. God's still God, and so... He's on the throne, isn't he? Praise God. So catch us up on the Wesco uh, worship team there. I think maybe we should start with Thor up front so we get him out of the way. And then well, we go Thor's to the Well, Thor's enjoying the snow. Um, oh. I saw him out the window this morning playing, and we got we got dumped on last night. Um, so, you know, for us, we're, we're happy to have snow. If it's going to be cold, you might as well have some prettiness to look out outside. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cold. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. And now, now with the, 21 degrees, you know. Praise you get the a Lord. Little... Yeah. I walked at 29 yesterday here. This morning was a warm day. By the time I got outside, it was 38 degrees. And by the time I finished the walk, it was like 43. I don't have my watch on now, so I don't know what the temperature is. But, I mean, it's just a beautiful sunny day here, and I'm thankful for that. So catch us up with the kids. So there's a lot going on with the kids. Two oldest are in Bible Institute. Yep, uh, Joe's yep, learning how to play the guitar. Yeah. So is Charles. So yeah, is Charles. Charles and Joe. Violin is still going. in violin lessons yesterday. Um, Stephanie and I were having fun last night playing duets together on the piano. Wow. And um, so, yeah, everybody's everybody's doing well. Emmy informed me in the morning yesterday she's tired of doing the violin. By the time she was done with watching all of our big brothers play their songs. She had her violin out and was practicing all by herself. So she's in that wonderful four-year-old stage of life. Yeah, Emmy's got a lot going on that way. And then, you know, with the <laughs> podcast, I mean, this is a real, this is a real weird time for our country. So just for full disclosure, uh, in, a, in a short while today, uh, President Trump will no longer be our president. President Biden will be uh, sworn in at his inauguration. And, uh, you know, a lot of people nervous about that. Certainly, we've enjoyed the benefit of a pro-life, pro-God, pro-veteran, uh, pro-everything I believe in president. And uh, yet, I still find myself having to pray for President Biden and and hoping that uh, he'd get saved. Now, I preached to him. Uh, as many of you know, I preached to him at the Delaware War Dead in Wilmington at a civic center celebrating uh, the lives of those heroic people who gave their lives for their country from Delaware. I preached the gospel to him, and he did come up to me. This was years ago. He was a senator and told me that uh, he believed every word I said and uh, took a Bible. So let's pray that those words that uh, uh, will penetrate his heart. Let's pray for our nation. But as we go into Psalm 53, it almost seems... Now, Stephanie and I were just talking about this, that we had... Uh, 
We had really covered this in Psalm number 14 already. This Psalm is very close to Psalm 14. There's, uh, I think, six Psalms, so three identical matches of Psalms, kind of like they tell me in the book of Psalms. And, and this is one match right here. So, uh, you know, we're more than a third of the way through the book of Psalms. Seems like we've been on the book of Psalms forever, and there's so much knowledge and so much great stuff coming. And I'm kind of excited about still being in the book of Psalms. I'm excited uh, about Psalm 53. So I'm going to read that this morning because uh, full disclosure again, Stephanie's feeling uh, rougher than a night in jail this morning, but she's, uh, she's coming around. And uh, I think Psalm 53 is going to be that jolt that's going to get her going. The fool, the psalm begins with, the psalmist begins with in Psalm 53 and verse 1, the fool have said in his heart, there is no God. Corrupt are they, and have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and did seek God. Every one of them is gone back, and they are altogether become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Have the workers of inequity no knowledge? Who eat up the people as they eat bread? They have not called upon their God. There were they in great fear where no fear was. For God hath scattered the bones of him and campeth against thee. Thou hast put them to shame, because God has despised them. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion. When God bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. Wow, there's a lot saying right off the back, Stephanie, you know, that fool. That fool. The Bible uh, looks at a fool. So it, it equates being a fool, and the opposite of being a fool is being wise. So the Bible's telling us right out of the chute, Stephanie, that the fool, that person who has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, God's plan for our lives. I, I was thinking just before going, then I'll, I'll let you rip right out of the starting tracks here. But I was thinking, as I was getting, as I was getting ready to read that, and we were talking about the Wesco worship team and, and uh, your mascot, and as I got going this one, I was thinking, not only do they not have the salvation uh, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but they don't have the help of the Holy Spirit of God. I read a devotion the other day where Spurgeon had said he'd rather die 20 deaths than lose the Holy Spirit of God inside of his heart. So, uh, you know, these folks who are fools are in a different direction. I mean, what are you thinking coming right out of the chute here? What's coming to your mind? Psalm 53. Well, I think, I think it's, um, I think of the verse where, um, God says there is none that doeth good, no, not one. And if something is, nothing else is hammered to you, I guess that's right here that it says there's nothing to it good. See, that's the sign of your brain not working. You're looking at it going, God says somewhere. I can't think of where. And then I look down and, and it's it, right there. And then, it, and, that is, and, and that is quoted in Romans 3 where it says, I was I wondering I was what you're doing. Romans. Yeah. And then but, um, it, I was doing yeah. verses with Emmeline this morning. Yeah. You know, the first verse I taught her was Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And without God, without his presence, without choosing him, anyone is a fool. Anyone yeah. can be a fool. Everyone um, starts out um, that sinner that's lost, that has no hope until they turn to Jesus Christ. Um, but I think the step of fool goes to a whole nother level. When you look at Proverbs, um, 
Solomon describes what a fool is. A fool is someone who has turned his back on. He has rejected truth. And um, I think it's a scary thing to have God say of you that you're a fool. And yeah. God sees what we're saying in our heart. God sees no matter what's coming out of your mouth. He says the fool has said in his heart. It doesn't say he may be doing that, saying that even with his mouth. Um but when you say something in your heart, that's the real you. That's really what you believe. That's really what controls your actions. Yeah. And when God says corrupt are they and have done abominable iniquity, that is a scary place to be. Oh, man. God is saying that literally you are consumed with nothing but evil here. And it doesn't just say iniquity. It's abominable. And, you know, I think of the the passage where um, God outlines these six things doth the Lord hate ye seven are an abomination unto him. Yeah. And when I look at that list and what, what that, what those things are that God hates, that's what I, those are the things that describe a, a fool. And I'm sorry, my phone's still someone, ringing. Someone didn't shut off their phone. Somebody did not. And that would be me. Yeah. Um, hey, we're just, real here, folks. Full disclosure. You know, we're just human. Yeah. Yeah, we're human. <laughs> you got a foggy brain on top of it. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I I, th I just think it's a huge, I don't want to say a slap, but a wake up call. I don't ever want God to look at me and say she's a fool. Yeah. I mean, I already have humans that call me that have called or insinuated I'm a fool and that's okay but if God in heaven looks at me and says you're a fool whoa and yeah. um yeah if the mighty God of all the omnipotent one the all-knowing one the omnis you know uh, omniscient uh and and we could go on I was thinking that as you were reading that too and you know that verse number five when it's talking about the scattered bones and that was obviously the enemy mm -hmm. but you know, fools' bones are going to be scattered. There's, there's, they won't be in heaven. Uh, they, they will stand judgment. They will bow before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They will call Him God, and uh, and and they'll be sent to a place of eternal torment and those types of things. But you know, every time I see this verse, I think about you know, I go back to uh, these people who supposedly know God and mock God. You know, I, I don't have, uh, I, you know, I have in my heart, I, I will pray every day that President Biden gets saved. I'll, I'll make that prayer every day. I'll pray every day that Carmela Harris gets saved. But what concerns me more than them not being saved and them being foolish of the gospel of the word of God are those people like this senator from Georgia who was a pastor who said it's all right to kill babies. It's all right to do this. And uh, so, so you wonder, you know, is are people like that saved? And I think the answer is no. I think they're a fool that yeah. say there is no God because they're denying His word and the truth thereof. And and uh, you know, what is it the Bible says? It, it talks about uh, that they have a form of godliness, or maybe they just call out the name. It's a form of godliness. And 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 you know, folks, we've got to watch that. We don't need a form of godliness. We need God. Uh, we need God, all his attributes. We need the full deal, 100% God. We need everything we can get. And, you know, and we're talking about these fools in there everywhere. And that's why we have missionaries. And that's why we have pastors. And 
that's why you and Charles were going to Cameroon. So, so I mean, what was it that made you guys missionaries that made you think, man, we got to go to Cameroon? What, what was it that that group of fools that attracted you? Well, I think, um, I'll be honest, I think that the level of fool, Proverbs talks about levels. Yeah. You have the simple fool. You have um, the, you know, a fool ends up a scorner. And when I look at this passage, I see the scorning fool described here um where literally they are they have literally um it says every one of them is gone back in other words they knew what was right and they they forsook it they are all together become filthy and what attracted us to going to cameroon was to reach those in a place like cameroon in a lot of those third world countries Yes, you have the blatant fools, but you have a lot of simple fools, people that don't know. They don't know what's right, and they've never been taught the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. And the opposite of of a fool is being a wise. I mean, it's it's a simple kindergarten kind of learning opposites um, when you choose to be wise not wise in this world's wisdom, but wise in who God is, wise in what he, in, in, in the instruction he has given us in his word of what to live by, you know, it changes everything. And that's why we went to Cameroon. Um, the hope for a nation isn't um, change from the outside in. Healing, true healing takes place from the inside out, you know, and we, um, I had five years ago this week, I had major surgery to put my wrist back together that had disintegrated after us, after it had been shattered. And I was thinking about it in reference to where we are now as a nation. And the Lord brought to mind, the healing has to happen from the inside out. It's not going to happen from the outside in. And the healing starts with the heart. It starts with, instead of the fool saying in his heart, there is no God, a wise man saying there is a God and seeking after him, drawing nigh to him and um, desiring to know him. And um, I think there's a huge, you know, for any of us who have children, there's that huge burden also that we would raise our children to be wise, Yeah. That we would, that we would not raise a fool. Um, and I know each child makes a choice, but that they would see in us a life of wisdom that attracts them to it, that they see um, that being wise brings that eternal benefit of knowing and loving and walking with God and being used by him. Um, and, you know, the, in verse five, God says, there were they in great fear where no fear was. And I think there's a certain aspect where we need to pray for those we know who are fools yeah. or Christians we know who are behaving as fools. They've given place to the devil, um, who is the father of lies. And, you know, a fool becomes a fool because they believe the lies of Satan. They believe the lies that their pride and arrogancy and their evil way and their froward mouth and all of those things are, are the way to go in life. And coming to that point of, no, no, I want to have a fear of God yeah. because that is where wisdom it starts is with a fear of him and 
you don't want to have to have a fear of God because God's brought you to the place of despising you and putting that, putting you to shame. Yeah. You're going to get, you're going to fear God one way or the other, but it's either going to be because God crushes you and destroys you or because you choose to bow the knee now. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you know, this is one of those Psalms that's small, but it's huge in relativity. It's huge in life. It's huge in what we should do. And, and, and so those of us who have a call on our life and are serving full-time in missions that are supported by faith, um, y- you know, for us, we're reaching out to those fools, these people who may seem wise in the worldly things. I mean, there are some wonderful people, Stephanie, out in this world that have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, yeah. they, they don't have the moral compass, compass that maybe we have completely, but there's some pro-life people. There's some there's some people who follow a Christian Judeo type of, uh, you know, leading and things of that nature. But, but folks, what the Bible's saying here is that if you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if it's not about God, we're a liar, we're a deceiver, we're, uh, our hearts aren't, aren't filled with the Holy Spirit of God. We're living a different life. And that's just the reality of it is there's the, the great divide is not whether someone's nice or, or mean or whether someone's great or, or not so good or bad or whatever you want to call it. The, you know, the great divide is whether or not you've accepted Jesus Christ and his perfect plan for your life. And with that comes that wisdom. With that comes that Holy Spirit of God that seals inside of you. That Holy Spirit of God that gives you good times when you're having bad times. That Holy Spirit of God that doesn't let you get caught up in the things that are no good. That Holy Spirit of God that keeps you focused on God. Those are important things. And those are things we get when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so, so many of us are in pain. So many of us are hurting. So many of us are struggling with PTSD. And uh, there's there's ladies listening to us that you and I know, Stephanie, right now that have been raped and men that have been raped and men on the battlefield with PTSD and ladies on the battlefield with PTSD, men and women who are police officers who've seen and firemen who've seen unbelievable atrocities, uh, have been through terrible times. But in the midst of that, we recognize what you've been through and we love you for what you've done for our country and our communities. And, and, and we're so sorry for those of you who've had the greatest sin committed against you to your bodies and things of that nature. That's so terrible. And if it was up to me, I'd kill anybody who raped anyone. I'd just automatically kill them. But it's not up to me. There's a God and there's a legal system uh, we find in Romans 13. But the real divide that we got to work on today is are you saved or are you not saved? And if you are saved, you got to put away the fool stuff. If yeah. you are saved, you got to realize that you have a different life you're living now. Yeah. If you are saved, it's time to get right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No, I was, that's actually, I was just thinking down that trail of um, when you are saved, when you accept Jesus Christ as your savior from sin. Yeah. He, the Holy Spirit comes to indwell you and you're a new man in christ yes but you make a choice or lady yeah even as a saved person who am i going to let control me my flesh my old man or the spirit of god and if you choose i know people that claim to be christians yeah and it's between them and god if they are or not um, I am not here to determine, obviously, <laughs> um, whether or not someone is saved, but their lifestyle 
their words, their actions spew foolishness and no fear of God. Wow. And if that, if, if, if people around you look at your life who really know you, I'm not talking about an image you put on, I'm talking about people who know the, who you really are. If they look at your life and the word fool, the word scorner, the word Pharisee, the word hypocrite, two-faced, any of those things, because if you honestly are a two-faced hypocrite, you're a fool because that means you have no fear of God. Exactly. God has very strong words for hypocrites. He does. Um, Where that is your lifestyle, that is what you live for is what people think of you, not what God knows about you. And we are to be living a true, a true wise man, someone who really fears God, isn't living for the people around them. Yeah. They're living for what they know. God knows who they are. And, um, you know, there's a great peace and comfort and satisfaction. Does it mean it hurts when people treat you like dirt? That hurt is still going to be there that because God created us for relationships, but if you're living for what people think of you, you're a fool. Yeah. Living for what God knows about you, that's being wise because that means you're living in the fear of God. And I think it's very important to point that out because a Christian can choose. Yeah. And boy, when they get to heaven, for what shall it profit a man if they gain the whole world and lose lose their own soul? In other words, you have laid up no treasures in heaven. All you have is fire insurance. No. So to speak. Yeah. And, And I think this is a good point to let Stephanie look for our song and to wrap up the practical side of this. I think Stephanie hit it hard the practical side, but this is what it comes down to. Exactly what she just said is uh, first you got to enlist and then you got to serve. And, mm-hmm. and and it's not good enough to just enlist. It's not good enough to just sign on and say, I, you know, I'm, I'm saved. I have fire insurance and that's great. And you will get to go to heaven. But at the same time, we have that responsibility to, to serve a true and living God, to serve one another. And brethren, the Bible is our mirror in our life. When we look in the mirror, if we don't like what we see, we can't change the mirror. You know, have you ever tried to do that, Stephanie? You know, for years, people would try to make your face look skinnier or your uh, your body look thinner. You know, oh, they I mess, do that every day. They mess with mirrors. I look in the mirror and go, come on, come on, and just make me look skinnier. <laughs> she does look skinny, folks. I just want to be on that record. But anyway, we can't change the mirror. We can only change what's looking into the mirror. And in this case, the Bible is your mirror. And uh, so if the Bible's saying something that you're not, please, brethren, I beg you, get that right. Let God use it. He will. He'll help you. And, and, and you know, the things of this world will grow strangely dim. And, and get a, you know, brethren, listen, we know PTSD is real. You're listening to two people who deal with it. And uh, uh, I really believe that I've defeated a good part of it. It's a daily battle. I Like Paul had to give sin and be setting things to God every day. He had to die daily. Uh, so do Stephanie and I. Uh, but it's a, it's a daily thing that we do with the Holy Spirit of God in our hearts, brethren. It's a daily thing that we do that we try to get closer to God. And the closer to God we get, the farther away from PTSD we are. So with that, got 30 seconds in a song for us, Stephanie. So anything you want to close out here in 30 seconds and then sing uh, your great verse there. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to sing this song that the Lord brought to mind. And and to me, the psalm sums out, or this song sums up if you're seeking to be a wise person, because that's what we need to focus on. 
is God, I don't want to be a fool. Yeah. I never want you to look at me and say of me that I'm corrupt, that I'm full of abominable iniquity. And so I'm just going to sing a couple verses of this song that to me represent what a fear of God will result in, in a wise man. May the mind of Christ, my Savior, live in me from day to day. By his love and power controlling all I do and say. May the word of God dwell richly in my heart from hour to hour. So that all may see I triumph only through his power. May his beauty rest upon me as I seek the lost to win. And may they forget the channel, seeing only him. Wow. And talk about a practical song to fit with this. And and brethren, get close to God. God will get close to you and uh, draw nigh unto him and he'll draw nigh unto you. He sure does love you this morning. We love that you took the time to be with us. So uh, listen to every word that Eric has to say this morning. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.